0: So, hello everyone. This is the CircuitPython weekly meeting for May 17th, 2021. This is the time of the week where we get together to talk about all things CircuitPython. I'm Scott, and I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython. CircuitPython is a version of Python designed to run on tiny computers called microcontrollers. Uh, CircuitPython development is primarily sponsored by Adafruit, so if you want to support them in CircuitPython, consider purchasing hardware from Adafruit.com. This meeting is hosted on the Adafruit Discord server, you can join any time by going to adafru.it slash discord. We hold a meeting in the CircuitPython Checks channel and the CircuitPython Voice channel. Um, <laughs> this meeting typically happens on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, except when it coincides with a U.S. holiday. If the meeting time is changed, we'll notify you via Discord. If you wish to be notified about the changes to the meeting, we can add you to the at role on Discord. There's also a calendar available that we try to keep updated if you'd like to subscribe to that. Uh, this meeting is recorded. We record the audio from the voice channel and the video of the text channel. If you'd rather not have your voice recorded, you are still welcome to participate. Uh, the video of this meeting will be posted to YouTube and the audio is released as a podcast. If you find this podcast is not available on your favorite podcast service, please let us know. There's a notes doc to accompany the meeting and recording. If you wish to participate but can't make it to the meeting, you can leave hug reports and status updates for us in the document and we'll read them off during the meeting. The notes document also contains timestamps to go along with the video, so you you use the doc to view parts of the video that interest you most. The meeting tends to run 60 to 90 minutes, so this gives you the option to skip around. A link to the notes document is posted in the CircuitPython dev channel, on the Adafruit Discord every week, check the pinned messages to find the latest notes doc. Uh, This meeting is held in five parts. The first part is community news. This is a look at all things CircuitPython and Python on hardware in the community. It's a preview of our Python and Microcontrollers newsletter. The second part is the state of CircuitPython libraries in Plinka. This is a statistical overview of the entire project. It's a chance to look at the project by the numbers separate from what we're all up to. The third is hug reports. Hug Reports is an opportunity to highlight the good things folks are doing, taking the time to recognize the awesome folks in the community. The fourth part is Status Updates. Status Updates is an opportunity to sync up with what we've been up to. Take a couple of minutes and talk about what you've been doing in the last week since the last meeting and what you'll be up to over the next week until the next meeting. The fifth part is in the weeds. Uh, It is also the final part. In the weeds is an opportunity for more long-form discussions. These discussions can come out of status updates or be something we've identified ahead of time as too long for status updates. And that covers how the meeting will go. Uh, With that, I will switch over to the notes doc and do community news and take a time code. So for community news, uh, first up, Uh, Upstream MicroPython versions merged into CircuitPython. Uh, Adafruit has recently incorporated updates from MicroPython. uh, 1.94-ish through six releases to the latest 1.15. It's nearly three years of changes to MicroPython. This brings the Python core used in CircuitPython very close to the one in MicroPython. It'll make it easier to collaborate on the core going forwards. MicroPython's new release policy of one every two months or so should make it easier for CircuitPython to keep up to date. We don't share much support specific code, but we're excited to be able to collaborate on the core VM going forwards. Um, our community has expressed interest in more advanced features of upstream MicroPython, such as native modules. This merge will make it easier to bring those advancements to CircuitPython. And thanks to Jeff, we had a few things highlighted uh, from, that we gained with this merge as well. One is the assignment expressions, sometimes called the walrus operator. It allows you to do like an if test and save something as a uh, variable at the same time. We, they added variable type annotations as well. And then last up, uh, the matrix multiplication operator. Uh, however, this is not yet supported by Microlab, uh, but now that we're up to date and we're equivalent, uh, Microlab should be able to support it now, which would be cool. And I think that's the at sign uh, is used for matrix multiplication. Uh, Next up, PyCon USA 2021. uh, The official annual Python gathering was May 12th through 15th, 2021. The event was entirely virtual and content is currently available for registered participants. The event talks will be released on the PyCon US YouTube channel approximately a week after the event. Catney uh, is hosting CircuitPython development sprints May 17th and 18th. That's today and tomorrow. Uh, be aware that this year is a little different with it being virtual. Stop by the PyCon US Sprints 2021 Discord and check out the CircuitPython discussion channel if you're interested in contributing to CircuitPython in a guided setting. Uh, there's links to the PyCon announcement and the Adafruit blog. The PyLadies auction team put together a rousing event full of joy and generosity to raise over $11,000. This will benefit women around the world to ensure that the Python community is welcoming to them. Uh, next up Adafruit Discord reaches 29,000 members. Uh, the Adafruit Discord community, where we all do our circuit, circuit Python development in the open, reached over 29,000 humans. Thank you. Uh, Adafruit believes Discord offers a unique way for CircuitPython folks to connect. Join today at adafru.it slash discord um, and see the other Discord milestones on the blog. And a quick early hug report to Mr. Certainly who uh, tracks the growth rates and predicts when we're going to hit these milestones so that we can be prepared to uh, celebrate them. Next up. Uh, The hunt for a faster Python, some news uh, around speeding up Python. So the quest for faster Python, Piston returns to open source. Uh, Facebook releases Cinder, or should devs just use PyPI at the register? Uh, For Python programming, we want to make the language twice as fast as its creator. This is an article about Guido. Um, Guido also talked at PyCon US about faster CPython. And... um, Mark Shannon covered implementation plan for speeding up C Python. So if you missed this, uh Guido moved to Microsoft, works there and uh, Microsoft is funding a team of 3 uh Python core devs with the goal of making Python faster. That's Guido, Mark Shannon and Eric Snow if I remember right. Um next up A new book on the programming microcontroll- microcontrollers with Circuit Python. A Press has recently published a new book by Armstrong Severo, uh, Programming Microcontrollers with Python. See, a book and a mini-review on the Adafruit blog. The CircuitPython Weekly... Oh, <laughs> and that's it. So, as a reminder, the CircuitPython Weekly newsletter is a CircuitPython community-run newsletter emailed every Tuesday. The complete archives are available at www.adafruitdaily.com category CircuitPython. It highlights the latest Python on hardware related news from around the web, including CircuitPython, Python, and MicroPython developments. To contribute your own news or project, edit next week's draft on GitHub. Uh, you can go to GitHub.com/adafruit/CircuitPython-weekly-newsletter. Uh, check the drafts folder there for it, and submit a pull request. Uh, you, and here's a tu- there's a tutorial link there uh, on how to submit a pull request to add your stuff to it. You may also tag a tweet with hashtag CircuitPython on Twitter or email cpnews at adafruit.com, and we'll add those to there as well. And thank you to Anne and Katni for working on that. Uh, Our second section here uh, we're going to switch to is the state of CircuitPython libraries in Blinka. This is an overview of the kind of an objective statistical overview of the health of the project. Then we'll get into the more subjective stuff uh, now. And Katni says it's all and now, but Katni did do some revisions uh, earlier this morning. So um, thank you primarily to Ann, but also Katni. Um, okay. So for state of circuit Python and libraries and Blanca overall, um, <laughs> 66 pull requests merged from 28 different, different authors um, this is a, increasingly we're up in these numbers in the sixties, which is amazing. So thank you to everybody. Um, Joezilla eighty six is a new name. F Harding one is a new name. Um, Blaything is a new name. To me, Schibers, um, Rionodon, uh, Co- Code Neo, Razvan PHP, um, M Ruliard, <laughs> Arheen, and RW. R- R W U. Uh, thank you to all those new to the, all of those new folks. We had seventeen different reviewers. Uh, thank you to all our reviewers. You are what allow us to have so many authors. So let's keep it up. Um, that's pull request. And then issues wise, we had thirty six closed issues by fifteen people, twenty two opened by twelve people. So we're net down fourteen, which is awesome. So thank you everyone for working on that. Now to the core numbers. Um, We had, in the core, 27 pull requests merged from 15 different authors. So thank you to all those authors. We had eight reviewers, so thank you to those reviewers. Uh, We have 19 open pull requests currently. Uh, uh, Two of those are older than 200 days. So as always, um, if you want to help out, this is, I think, kind of the place we need it most right now. Uh, If you want to get started in core development but don't know where to begin, uh, picking up one of these older PRs is actually really helpful. Um, Some of them are a bit easy, I think one of these at least is just a board support So that should be an easy one to pick up A couple of those are are a bit tougher, but they they do some really cool things So please check those out Um, Issues-wise in the core, we had 11 closed issues by 5 people 10 open by 6 people, so we're net down 1, which is great uh, For a total of 447 open issues Uh, This number does tend to grow a little bit So we keep track of kind of our priorities within the issues by using milestones to triage uh, We have zero issues not assigned to Milestone, which is great um, And we have 366 Open issues under long term So that gives us an idea of like how many are there Because they're ideas that people May want to pick up um, But the remainder just under 100 uh, Let's see, we have 61 7.0 issues And 14 library issues So uh, generally uh, Reasonably good, I think um, Long term, we don't expect to we expect that the long-term number to grow slowly. Um, but overall, that's, that's good. Uh, overall, what I would say is that we are, um, Dan's been doing some really good work in terms of getting a 6.3 stable out, which will have new boards. And then seven-zero. Um, we should expect to see a pre-release of that pretty, pretty soon. So uh, keep testing, keep finding bugs and helping us fix those. And we'll get to 7.0 stable before we know it, I think. So thank you, folks, and with that, let me kick it over to Katney for an update on the libraries.
1: Thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. So uh, this applies to all of the Adafruit Circuit Python libraries uh, and a couple extras. Um, so it's every library that begins with Adafruit underscore CircuitPython underscore. We had 32 pull requests merged across all of the libraries with 13 authors and 14 reviewers, which is excellent to see. Um, Two of those pull requests uh, were over 70 days old. One of them was 200 days old. So that's really amazing to see those getting picked up, Um, leaving us with 50 open pull requests. We had 22 issues closed by 11 people and 10 open by six people. So we were net down, which is great. Yeah, I did the math right. So (laughs) that leaves us with 302 open issues. Six of those are labeled good first issues, uh, although I would actually say that that is a dubious list, um, as I've been intimately acquainted with it in the last couple days, and they're not all entirely good first issues. So we need to revisit um, our use of that label, I think. Um, if you're interested in contributing to CircuitPython on the Python side of things, check out circuitpython.org contributing. You'll find a list of open PRs, a list of open issues, and a list of library infrastructure issues, which is, at this point, uh, mostly internal stuff. Um, you can check out the issues. You can search for them by label, uh, including good first issue. Uh, there's also bug or enhancement. Um, and uh, you can check out whether any of those are interest you. Um, if you have the hardware for them, uh, feel free to check that out. Otherwise, take a look at OpenPRs as well um you can uh, either um, review it for you know syntax or or stuff like that that doesn't require the hardware if you have the hardware, feel free to um, to test it and let us know that you did that and that's a great way to start reviewing and once you're comfortable there, um, we can level you up to uh, actually joining our review team. Um, so with that, um, we had no, new libraries in the last seven days, but we did have a number of updated libraries which are listed in the um, notes doc, and I won't read those off. Um, all of that information is available on uh, circuitpython.org slash libraries as well. Um, I'm really happy to see some of the older PRs being picked up, the older issues as well. Early hug report to Jose David for taking on going through all the open PRs. A sneak peek of my status update today. Today and tomorrow, I'm hosting CircuitPython development sprints. So hopefully we'll see a couple of new contributors on the list next week. And that's what I've got.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Katni. And Maker Melissa is here uh, to tell us about Blinka.
2: Hello. Uh, for Blinka, we had... Uh, okay, Blinka is our CircuitPython compatibility layer for Raspberry Pi and other single-board computers. And it actually is now working on MicroPython, too. So uh, we had seven... Pull requests merged uh this last week uh by four authors and two reviewers, leaving a uh there are three open pull requests still, the oldest one being two hundred and eleven days. Uh there were three closed issues by three people and two open by two people. And that leaves a net of fifty-two open issues. There were nine thousand five hundred and sixty-two PyPI downloads in the last week. We are currently supporting 72 boards. Uh, the number of issues are going down. MicroPython is now working on Blinka and the Raspberry Pi Pico. Uh, when running the, what? let me repeat that. Uh, right, <laughs> Blinka and Raspberry Pi Pico running MicroPython was recently added.
0: Right, so it's the Pico running MicroPython and then Blinka on top of that. Yes. Cool. And awesome. And that's it. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, next up we have Hug reports this is the first two round robins it's a chance for us to say thank you to the folks in our community who've been doing awesome work um I will uh, I will uh, start and then we'll go through the list of the folks if something's marked text only uh, or lurking I will uh, read it off um, uh, yeah if you're unable to make the meeting feel free to put uh, notes in there as well um, so I'll start and we'll go through the list. Um, so, first, a hug report to Dan H for doing the 6.3x cherry picking. It's uh, kind of daunting to go through all of the changes and pick out the ones to, to pick. So, thanks to Dan for taking that on. Um, thank you to Damien, DP George, and Jimmo for chatting last week about uh, collaborating between MicroPython a bit more. Uh, thank you to uh, Lukaj and Marietta for organizing the Python Language Summit also last week. And then last up, a hug report to Christian from the chat on my live stream on Friday who pointed out that my issue could be a broken Neopixel. Um, I was like trying and trying and trying to get it to show red and they pointed out that maybe the red element of my Neopixel is just broken and that made total sense. So uh, it was really good to get uh, other eyes on that. So thanks to those folks uh, for Christian to pointing it out and everybody who hangs out for my deep dives on Fridays. And with that, we'll kick it over to TG Techie. Hi, everyone. Hello.
3: Um, I'm just going to jump right in with a very, very, very big hug to everyone who, uh, this was several weeks ago, uh, commented on my pull request to add a module to Python. Uh And that included Gen H, Warrior of Wire, Neradoc, and Dejapu, to name a few. I know many other people did. Uh, I think you're included in that list, um, Scott. And while it wasn't implemented or added, I learned so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was so cool to have all the feedback. The solutions they suggested were beautiful. Okay, I'll get off the soapbox. (laughs) Um, uh, A hug to FoamyGuy for their dev streams. A hug to everyone working on the upstream MicroPython feature merge. And a hug to the community for always being so awesome. Thank you.
0: Thanks, TG Techie. All right, a couple notes here um, from ANIC data. Hug report to Naradoc and RYANG14 for the ESP32S2 HTTP server examples. Uh, C. Grover is just listening. Charles says, um, group hug. And next up is Dan. Okay. Whoa.
4: Wrapping around here. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks to Narodoc, who's been working on um, some issues we found with uh, Mac OS on the, on the Mac M1. Uh, it's not recognizing serial devices properly, so we're still testing that. Thanks also to Narodoc, who found a safe mode bug in ESP32 S2, which is confusing because it made it seem like dynamic USB wasn't working. And thanks to RedM and Deshipu, who made some comments about a PR that I've revived about doing HID boot devices. And thanks to all the other early adopters, very early adopters of a de- dynamic USB. The pull request went in and we got a whole bunch of people asking questions, which is great. Um, thanks to Catney for running this CircuitPython sprints today at the virtual PyCon 2020, 2021. Thanks very much for that. And thanks to Scott, you, Scott for the heroic job you did of merging in MicroPython and and bearing with it for several weeks while we got it all done. It, it really helps a lot. And, I, and it improves our relations with MicroPython. Thanks to Jose David for continuing uh, library work that he's been doing on all kinds of library fixing and canonicalizing and adding examples, etc. cetera. Okay.
0: Thanks, Dan. Uh, next up, we have notes from David Cloud. This says, hug report to Jerry N for testing and porting my thermal camera with CircuitPython 7. And hug report to Dan H for the dynamic USB descriptor. Next, uh, we have D. Harada.
5: Uh, So hug report to Scott for uh, helping me with all my documentation questions, not just this week, but for a long time. Um... Hug report to Jose Davidem for all the awesome work he's been doing. And then just a group Pug. Awesome. Thank you,
0: Dylan. Next up. We have text from fede 2 who says, Hug Report to TANU for hosting today, thanks. And a hug report to StarGirl for making the first circuit python audio company. Let's all help so that there is no need for closing due to parts shortage. Count me in. Uh, weird, specific deck, as far as I know. And next up is FoamyGuy.
6: All righty, thanks, Scott. Uh, first goes out to um, Les Samurai porpay for testing a quick fix in uh, Cookie Cutter over the weekend. Um, to Jose David for uh, finding and reviewing a, an old PR for the Monster Mask that had uh, definitely fallen off my radar. And then uh, just a group hug for everybody else. Thanks. Thanks for me, guy. Next
0: up is Higher Effect. Shoot, sorry.
7: <laughs> we can hear you. Okay. Uh, I think I just had a group hug this week. Yep. Yeah. That's all I put down. Okay. Yes. Group hug.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Uh, next up is Jerry. Jerry, I'll read yours off. And, higher fact, you're still, uh, mute. you're still unmuted. Alright, Jerry says, hug report to David Gloud for the MLX 9640 thermal camera examples. Hug report to Naradoc and Carter for some awesome effort in help channels on Discord. And many others as well, but you both have, have uh, indeed, great fun to watch in action. And a uh, hug report to Dan Newton, all involved in completing the microPython merges. And next up we have notes from Jay for cian uh, who says, Hug report to Katni for cleaning up my rotary seesaw PR. And a hug report to Jepler for writing the rotary IO wrapper class. Uh, next up, we have notes from Jose David, who says, um, Hug report to Anicdata for the fun troubleshooting the color picker server on Discord. Uh, (coughs) Sorry, I tried to lean away from the mic to sneeze. Hug report to people that contribute to the libraries. After after spending the last three weeks working, uh, there's a lot of work done there that sometimes we take for granted. So a big hug for all of those folks that contribute to the libraries. Hug report to Joezilla eighty six for making his first PR in CircuitPython, Python, improving documentation for the Funhouse. Ah, Jerry, we can hear you now. Um, hug report to Les Samurai Porpet for the help and work on the Care LCD documentation and working together, reviewing and authoring to make better documentation. Uh, group hug. Uh, it's not be- been been. It not been not very present in the chat in real time, but I see the discussion during the live broadcast chat and I see all of the hard work. And last up, a hug report to guy for all the hard work and the graphics library solving, all the little details. And next up is Katni. All
1: right, so first up, I have a hug report for Jose David for taking on going through all the open library PRs to see what can be done there. To Dan H for a lovely chat. To Jeff Epler for a different lovely chat. Um, To DanH for working on new releases, I have been pointing guides at uh, S3 bucket um, for downloads, and there's also um, guides that are just relying on uh, updated board definitions that aren't in any of the releases yet, so I'm really excited to see um, new releases coming out. Um, To NNJA, Nina, for a great talk uh, at PyCon on CircuitPython, um and to Terry for her Pycon talk on Pyknit which is a Python library for altering knitting patterns and that's what i've got thanks Katni.
0: next up we have notes from Keith the EE who says a hug report to Catney for being so welcoming in the Pycon sprint and next we have a hug report to Kmatch uh, who says group hug and next up is Crayola Rose.
8: So um, a h- big hug to Catney for organizing and hosting the CircuitPython Sprint at PyCon 2021. And a uh, hug to all the amazing people that organized and presented at PyCon 2021. Um, it was an impressive change from uh, last year. So like they really did a great job with virtual. Uh, and then a group hug. I miss you all.
0: Thank you, Rose. And uh last up we have Maker Melissa.
2: Hello. Uh let's see, I wanted to give a hug report to Katney for reading the Blinkin notes last week and hosting the PyCon development sprints this week. And to J Posada twenty twenty twenty, which I assume is Jose David, uh for adding an excellent example to fake requests and a group hug to everyone else.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. That is it for Hug Reports. Thank you all uh, for giving those uh, shout-outs to the folks that are... All of the amazing folks in our community, uh, including yourselves. So next up, we have status updates. Uh, Status updates is a chance for us to talk about the work that that we've been doing in the past week and what we plan on doing in the coming week. It's really good for uh, knowing everything that's going on, but also giving tips or tricks or collaborating across uh, tasks if folks are... Are working on or have worked on related things so that's what status updates is all about and so i will start and then we'll go around the list like we just did so um 1.14 and the 115 are merged in so my- the micropython merge is done i chatted with damien and jim and want to work towards no changes in the py directory that's like the core of the core of um micropython so uh there's kind of a smattering of odds and ends that we, uh, that we share there. So we're going to try to upstream some of that stuff, and they're going to hopefully be prompt with those, uh, those PRs as well. Um, the status LED change is getting really close. I debugged the Sandy issues at the end of last week and need to investigate the M4CAN board that I think Jose David tested and it didn't work. I um, also chatted with Trevor and Antonio about the app side of the BLE workflow. My goal is to start on the Circa Python side of it this week. I am getting my second Pfizer shot uh, this afternoon, so I may be a little less active at the start of the week, depending on how hard it hits me. Um, but I'm very excited, and we're already starting to make plans to uh, go visit some folks. So uh, definitely, definitely excited to get my second shot. So that's where I'm at. And uh, let's see what's up with TG Techie. Hi,
3: everyone uh i guess preemptive congrats on the Pfizer shot um so over the past couple weeks um i've made a revision to the touchscreen watch i've been working on uh the board is currently in the assembly and validation phase uh if anyone has tips for how to apply solder mask i I, i'd love to hear them maybe that's an in the weeds discussion um because i have specific issues uh, someone I know put an order in for a watch, uh, which is a little insane, because uh, <laughs> they don't do any tech. <laughs> um, started making tech TikToks, tech, tech talks, if you will. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got my second Pfizer dose yesterday. Um, I haven't had any symptoms yet, but I also drink more water than I could measure. <laughs> I, I think that helped. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of exercise right after. So, yeah. Uh, next week, I'll be adding or trying to add Bluetooth support to the TG Watch uh, to automatically grab the time from a paired smartphone. Um, so, I guess a preemptive hug for the people who worked on the Bluetooth libraries. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was a uh, Dan did a lot of the work along with many others. Uh, and I'll be starting to alter the next week standard library for the TG GUI widget set. So it's easier to make it cross-platform. Um, the standard library of widgets is separated from the, the core implementation. Um, and the fifth version of the GUI could run on the desktop and the watch. Uh, but this version was rewritten. And it's much better, but it, it doesn't have that port yet. So yeah. And that's all.
0: Awesome. Thank you, TG Techie. Thank you. It's good to hear that you weren't hit too hard by the shot. Hopefully I'll be able to do something tomorrow. Best of luck. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Dan H.
4: Okay. So uh, as mentioned, I'm working toward a 6.3.0 release. That has a few interesting bug fixes, but mostly it has a lot of board additions and updates. Um, So there's a very long list of boards to add. And it has the um, frozen libraries have been updated. Uh, I was going to do a release candidate, but um, we do have a problem. I'll mention it a little bit further down, which might delay this a little bit because I'd like to get fixed that before a final. Um, But even that, I might even make a release candidate without that fixed, just so people can test the boards. As I mentioned, a lot of people are using the new dynamic USB features and uh, we found some bugs and I fixed some things and mostly have done a lot of explaining. I started working over the weekend on uh, boot HID support so that you can have boot keyboards and other things that work with BIOS. Boot boot HID devices um, assume a standard descriptor, like all the all the boot keyboards are the same so that the BIOS code or whatever doesn't actually have to try to interpret the information from the device, either keyboard or mouse, and figure out how it's different from all other keyboards and mice. Um, so, uh, how, uh, however, I'm actually gonna defer putting that in because I have a bunch of higher priority things to do. So the first thing I'll do is, um, that I'm gonna work on immediately is, uh, Two things, uh, work on a learn guide for dynamic USB um, so, because we're getting so many questions and people want to try it even if we don't even have an alpha out yet. <laughs> and then the other thing is that uh, we've found that there are some RP2040 boards that don't seem to power up reliably. It's kind of odd. It's really confusing about why this happens. Um, mm-hmm. I managed to get a QDPI. RP2040. I uh, ordered one last week which exhibits this issue. So I will try to do some measurements on it and maybe do some uh, git bisect on it if that seems like it might help. And uh, uh, Lady Ada is also going to look at that. And if we can, we, it's probably some simple timing problem that we just need to fix. Um, after that, I'll work on finishing the 630 release. And also, I'll be working. Uh, We'd like to have a key matrix scanner built in. There's already GamePad, which is, uh, has a limited amount of help for scanning um, button pushes, but we wanna work on something that has row and column support and maybe a FIFO queue and some other things like that. So I'll be working on that next. If you look at Desk of Lady Ada from last night, you'll see uh, an example of where this might come in handy. And I'll also be working on a 7.0 alpha release and I'll continue to hunt There's still a number of bugs that we'd like to fix in 7.0 before we do some, as we do, work toward a release. Okay, a lot of things.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Dan. All right, uh, next up, we have notes from David Gloud who says, uh, testing 7.0 in the dynamic USB descriptor for stealth mouse jiggler. And next up is D. Harada. Uh,
5: So last week... um i uh, working on finishing up the Funhouse IoT Hub Guide. should be live sometime soon. Um, I kind of like got the Dash Display Library up and running, which is my first library, so that's cool. Um, and I moved back home from college, which is nice, because now I can uh, use the microwave without browning out my headphone amp. <laughs> um, this week, I'm going to be finishing up the Funhouse IoT Hub Guide, probably doing a bit more with... Um, the dash display library, and then working out all the non guide stuff that's uh, been piling up.
0: Awesome. Thank you, D. Hirata. Next up is FoamyGuy.
6: Alrighty. For uh, last week, I worked on a video and a blog post that talked about the requirement screenshot tool i uh, made a few of the required changes in the CircuitPython org repos to get them renamed to have org in the name and also spotted a few places to tweak uh, cookie cutter to help do the future ones um, i did some work on the the portal screen management server that i've been uh, playing around with and i at least temporarily have decided to start calling it design io uh, so that's the name that that will have for now I worked on, um, user registration and activation, and I got, uh, the beginnings of a front page so that it's more than just the design page by itself. Um, I also on the circuit org, I added the existing repos or, or maybe I'm saying it the wrong way around, but I attached the existing repos to the graphics team so that we can request. Uh, reviews from the entire team uh, previously it was only showing individuals So I figured out how to get that hooked up over the weekend nice. for this week uh, I'm hoping to get finished up on uh, a Couple details on that design IO server and get uh, an instance deployed so that other folks could start using it um, I'm gonna look into that fiber map uh, project that you asked me about Scott and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to uh, finish up the changing over the existing uh, org repos and see. Uh, just try to make sure that there's nothing else we need to do in cookie cutter uh, before making the rest of those. And then uh, last thing I have on there, I'm going to look into generating um, HTML instead of image uh, PNG files for the requirement screenshots um, so that we can hopefully find a way to use uh, something with text embedded for uh, like screen readers and stuff like that. Um, So that's what I got.
0: Thanks. Thanks for guy. All right. Next up is Effect.
7: Okay. So this past week, um, I did some kind of miscellaneous bug fixes. Uh, I resolved a little minor issue with the Arduino NeoPixels uh, on the ESP32 S2, which is not CircuitPython, but CircuitPython adjacent because all the uh, stuff is from our NeoPixel module. Um, I merged in the STM32 alarm module, which is now available to everybody. I also merged in all of my internal alarm changes, which is still in the PR stage. Um, I wrote a bunch of alarm test sketches uh, for uh, various ways that you can use deep sleep um, on different port platforms in ways that you might want. Um, And uh, I've got some uh, example power profiles uh, for various boards that people uh, could check out if they want to do low power projects um i caught up on a bunch of the conversations surrounding setnext file uh so i can uh, work on that while being informed of what would, the work that's been put in to it already um and uh i took a little bit of time to repair all of my virtual environments because uh, i had a cool conversation with katni which i should have put in a hug report hug report to katni for helping me mm-hmm. out with Pyenv. Mm-hmm. totally forgot about that yes thank you katni because holy shmoly, using uh homebrew python is, uh, is not a good idea anymore. So uh, I fixed all that. Um, this week, I'm going to be finally wrapping up sleep once for all, merging the remaining API changes, getting in the rp twenty four forty uh, alarm PR, and then uh, finishing set next file. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Um, and that's it for me.
0: Awesome. Thanks, higher effect. All right, next up, we have notes from Jeff. Jeff says, uh, Got RGB matrix on the ESP32S2 to be in better shape, but there is still a crash during soft reset if Wi-Fi is in use. MicroPython accepted a PR mine from 2018 after I updated it that speeds up the process of running the tests by automatically running multiple tests in parallel. And this week is vacation. So don't expect to see Jeff around. He's, he's traveling and uh, getting away from the computer. So it's great. And I, re- I recommend it to everyone. It to everyone. <laughs> Take vacation if you can. Uh, next up, is Jerry. Next
9: up, it's Jerry. Hi, uh, Funny. Uh, you've got it on the right computer, I think. Can you hear me? <laughs> yep, yes. yeah. yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
9: Good. Um, I spent a bunch of time playing around with the uh, MLX 90640 thermal cameras on, on a bunch of different boards. Uh, I tried on a Raspberry Pi and RP 2040 Clue in the funhouse. And so now I've got a nice little setup on a Clue with a battery, so it's portable. It's good for fun to see if I can find the cats and uh, there's lots more to learn now about how to how to use it more effectively, but it's a fun fun little tool. And, yeah, I've been continuing along, playing with, trying to keep up with the 7.0 updates and trying them on as many different boards as I can, and um, I was, oh, we used to like to report my professional job, but uh, no anomalies to report. Doesn't mean there aren't been issues, but nothing that needs to be brought up. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and then I've been experimenting um, with the i to c rotary encoder. Um, that's been fun. And um, I ran into the same issue that, that Jeff uh, raised a, a note about that they do occasionally they can drift off of where they're zero. Um, so I'm not quite sure what what to do about that yet, or, how, or where, where the problem really is, but uh, and and how to how to deal with it effectively.
0: I don't have any ideas.
9: <laughs> it may be in the Seesaw. I'm not sure. So It seems like it must be.
0: Yeah, that would be my guess. Cool. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. All right, next up we have notes from Jose David, who says, last week, uh, open issues, open PRs review, and some future addition to the sensor libraries. This week, open PRs. And fun fact, uh, temperatures greater than 20 Celsius so more running and biking and less coding. Be around, but I could be slower to respond. Make, main focus will be in the open PRs and keeping things moving. So please feel free to ask and ping me if help is needed somewhere. Awesome. Well, enjoy getting outside. Next up is Katni.
1: So excited that the PRs are being gone through. <laughs> it's dragging up extra work, but I'm I'm there for it. All right. So last week added the LED pin to all of the remaining Adafruit Circuit Python boards, updated the welcome to CircuitPython uh, creating an editing code page to use board.led instead of board.d13 for the little LED blank sketch to make it more widely applicable, for example, to work on Raspberry Pi Pico. Um, and now it works with all of the Adafruit Circuit Python boards. Um, so if you run into boards that don't have board.led, feel free to file an issue or submit a PR. Um, it's actually a pretty easy fix. Um, doing it 31 times, less simple, but one at a time, quite easy. <laughs> uh, wrote up the guide for the Stama QT I, I squared c rotary encoder. Um, I don't think that's live yet because we, why? Why isn't it live? There was some something I did that, oh, I know what it was. Um, we have the project bundle now. And the way we used to do breakout guide pages was we would have, here's an intro. Here's how to install the CircuitPython library. Here's how to install the Python library. Here's how to wire it up. And then here's how to use the code. And um, when I needed to sort of like rejigger that a little to get it so that um, you, it shows the wiring diagram, then it shows how to install the Python library. And then um, instead of having a separate section for the CircuitPython library, it explains how to use the project bundle at the beginning of the code section. Um, and I need more to uh, go through that to make sure that that's what we want it to look like because it's kind of the proto of what breakout guides will look like using the project bundle. So we want to get it right the first time. So that's not live yet. It will be soon. Um, added pinouts images to the RP2040 guides. They're also in the PCB repos. Um, started the NeoKey Trinky guide. Uh, in doing that, created the template for installing CircuitPython on most boards template uh which is basically all the boards that just as a double tap reset and enter the bootloader um drag the file etc um i think this might have been week before last but i updated it today <clears throat> wrote a script to identify all the pins on a board that include or that support touch io including whether a pin requires a pull down at the time the script is run um, which is to say if you have you know a, re- a pull down resistor on the pin, it will not show it as requiring a pull down, um, when the script runs. Um, and, uh, I did some supporting Jose David and going through all the PRs and, uh, Friday and Saturday, I attended PyCon 2021 this week, uh, hosting development sprints today and tomorrow, feel free to join all are welcome. You are not required to have registered for PyCon. Um, and there's a link to the discord, which I will link into the, um, Chat in a minute here. Um, finish up the Neo key Trinkie guide starting Wednesday. Um, start the Rotary Trinkie guide. Uh, work with Dylan to get the CI updates for Pylint and Black with the pilot and Black explanations and the PR templates deployed to all the libraries. And continue giving um, all the support that Jose David needs to get through all of the open PRs. That's what I'm up to.
0: Awesome, thank you, Katni. All right. Next up is Rose.
8: Had to find the unmute button. (laughs) Um,
0: It hides. Yeah.
8: Last week and earlier, um, I started on a CircuitPython project to control my HDMI matrix, um, which is addressable over serial, and to switch the USB between the two machines um, because I have a work machine and I have my personal machine and need to switch between them. Um, and that includes switching the keyboard and mouse and camera. Um, and I've got, I think, all the parts now. But I need to print a bigger enclosure. Um, use, or I need to switch to just using a Neo. Um, I can't remember the name of the board. The one that's the NeoPixels, the the Neo Trellis SM4. That's the one. Um, and then I made a mouse jiggler out of a NeoTrin key. Uh, to keep my work computer awake when my personal machine has the keyboard and mouse and uh finally got my first pfizer shot on friday two weeks before the provincial booking system slot now i have to wait four months for the next one um and then this week i'm participating in the first day of circuit python sprints and catney has a number of issues in mind for me already and um as Part of that, I kind of got distracted and worked on getting a uh, 64 by 64 LED matrix working with a rotating Python logo. Um, and I shared the code to generate the uh, rotation image or the rotating sprite um, in a Jupyter Notebook that I've linked, and also 3D printed a diffuser for it from transparent gray, but the printing could use work or could use to be thicker.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Rez. And last up, we have Maker Melissa.
2: Uh, this last week, I finished up a Funhouse Home Assistant Water Sensor Guide. I worked on an issue with NRF Util that was causing issues with Guide PRs to fail. Uh, I tested out the SSD 1680 uh, monochrome E-Ink display with the driver. That's the um, new monochrome 2.13 inch that we're transitioning over to. Uh, I tweaked some guide code to work with it uh, because it needed just a little bit of adjustment. And I uh, updated the Funhouse Capacitive Touchpad code to work a bit better. Uh, This week I am testing out an issue with the Raspberry Pi installer script, something to do with rotation. Um, I'm going to do a sweep of any new boards for CircuitPython.org. And I'm gonna start working on a new guide for running Blinka on the Raspberry Pi Pico with MicroPython. And that's it so far.
0: Awesome, thank you, Melissa. All right, that's it for her, for I was gonna say Huggerboard status updates. Uh, thank you to everyone. Uh, all sorts of awesome things that folks are working on. Um, and last up, we have in the weeds. This is a chance for us to have any sort of longer form discussions that we want to have. Um, if you have topics, uh, there is one topic to start with, but if you have other topics, please add them now. Um, put your username and then kind of what the topic is, and we'll just go through those. So, uh, first up, I'm going to kick it over to Jerry.
9: Yeah, thanks. Um, and it looks like has uh, answered most of the questions in the text here, but we'll be honest to go, go through them. Uh, hopefully, others are interested too. So, I was just curious um, how you actually go about using Blinka on a MicroPython board. I know I tried it in the past without much success and got myself very very confused so um and so i was curious as to what the basic steps were to get it going um i don't think there's an actual guide to that but it sounds like there's going to be one at some point so um well and, and so melissa do you want to it looks like you're putting yeah, a link yeah. to an issue thing that, that explains it but go ahead
2: yeah i kind of like went over it how i got it working um and On some of the older boards, it may not work very well because of the limited memory on them, Uh, but the steps were to uh, copy the platform detect stuff over the Blinka code over all of it and uh, any libraries that you need, like uh, the bus.io library is a common one I would notice and anything else you need. And then you name your main script as main.py on there. And that's
9: okay. The... Um, no, that sounds great. Um, I'll, I'll go through that, that example. And so, so, and then if you wanted to use it on a, on a you know, I asked you what board you supported, and you said it's the uh, it's the Pi board and the Pico right now
2: that I've uh, tested for sure. It's supposed to work on the ESP32 and the ESP8266, but I would guess they probably don't have enough memory at this point because Blink has grown so much. Yeah,
9: you know, in the past I had to do a bunch of changes to get it to work on, on an ESP8266, but uh, on a, uh, in fact, I can't remember if I got it on the ESP on the 66 or the 32. But I got the basic started, but but so uh, maybe the changes you made recently have, have made that part so that it, it should be work out of the box. But uh, I'll try it yeah, again.
2: Hopefully. I'll, okay. Yeah, hopefully. Okay.
9: but it would be really nice to have it working on the 32. I think there'd be a lot of a lot of demand for that. I would I would expect.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you want to try that out. But I, we, when we were getting it working, we just wanted to kind of set the PI board as the guaranteed one to work on. And then uh, I decided to add Raspberry Pi Pico while I was at it, since it was a newer one. Yeah, no, that's
9: a great one um, and because uh, there's so many people out there. But uh, OK, I'll take another look at the, the 32s and see if, if what, what's what gone on is, has made it more clear as to what I need to do to, to get it working. Um, that's great. And then the next question I had is, I always find that when I wanted, somebody asked about Blinka and I have to tell them how to install it, I always have a hard time finding the guide because they always have to remember to search for Raspberry Pi, not if you search for Blinka, the guide for installing Raspberry, you know, Blinka, the basic guide doesn't come up in the list, but if you search for Raspberry Pi, it comes up as number two or three. So it's I know to- I have to
2: like search for a weird terms like raspberry linux and then it kind of right. comes up like so is
9: there a way to is there a way to make it link to that one when someone asks for blinka
2: i'm not exactly I sure how, how the learn, learn guide, guide chooses their words to search, words to search on because it seems so to give yeah. you weird results sometimes
1: if if there's something if specific something that you're looking for talk to learn, learn dev. Dev. dev they can do things if manually,
10: things manually. Mm. okay
9: so, yeah, just something to throw out there as an idea. And it um, looks like you're, you're working on a, on a guide, so that'll be really great to, to, to have one of its ready for, for the other setups. But
2: this will help yeah. a lot get started. Thank you. No problem.
0: Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you, everyone. Awesome. Katni, do you have anything? I do <laughs> at the last moment it's very last dead. second yeah go ahead
1: all right so um the led animation library got big um and is very popular uh two things i guess i should have seen coming but <laughs> didn't think about so the plan is to refactor it and i think i'm probably going to do this over the next couple of days um as i'm posting the sprints um one suggestion that I think is good uh, came up from Rose, who suggested um, creating uh, basically an, an LED animation core library, like a library called LED anim- uh, CircuitPython LED Animation Core, and factor out all of the um, core files and a quote-unquote core set of animations. Um, the idea being that that library will run on smaller boards, because the issue is... Folks want to do animations on a trinket and without selectively copying, um, individual animations over. It just, it doesn't fit to begin with. It's not even about importing it. It just, the library straight up doesn't fit. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to do. And then circuit Python led animations will remain as it is, but it will be, um, only the more complex animations and any new animations, um, and will require the LED animation core library. So I don't know if anybody else has suggestions for this or thoughts on it. Um, but that is my plan. I know there's two PRs in right now for two new animations from Mark, who already said that they're willing to help move those. To another library if possible but if we factor out the core and basically if we if we if we refactor it backwards instead of refactoring out the animations instead we refactor out the core stuff um those prs can actually go straight in so i just wanted to put that out there in case anybody had any thoughts um or opinions on something to do with that
4: are you saying that like each complicated animation would be its own library no Okay.
1: Um I well, okay. So we're I'm I'm not really certain because that would be that would be ultra breaking. <laughs> um I'm trying to be slightly less breaking. Um what would be there would be the core library which has all of the functional stuff, not the animations. Um but the core library would also include like three or four basic animations. Um the idea being that's what you would run on for example Trinket. Um, and then there would be a separate library for the complex animations, and they would all be in one library. They're they're separate packages. So in theory, you can still copy over individual ones if you really wanted to try and run complex animations on on Trinket or whatever. But I don't think it makes sense to actually... And maybe I'm wrong. I, I guess I shouldn't say I don't think it makes sense. I haven't really thought straight through the idea of factoring every single complex animation into its own module. I haven't like I, I it's it's on the table, it's not it's not totally off the table, but I'm not sure that's the route I want to go.
4: Yeah. I was just think right, I think it's it's pretty heavyweight to make each right. What I suggested doesn't make so much sense. On the other hand, you don't want people to blindly copy the library. I mean, is this is this kind of thing of like subdividing a library? Like suppose somebody said, "I just want this particular complicated animation, and it would fit by itself." Is That just they need to learn how to extract that. Yes. By file, I mean could the bundler take care of part
1: of that? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. Okay. Regarding the bundler.
4: Right. Um, it's like adding a feature to the bundler to reach inside a library and extract only a certain file or something like that.
1: oh my god sorry um so i i don't know okay i i feel like that's starting to get into sketchy territory just in the sense that like how does how does the bundler know which file to extract you know or how does the bundler know that only that file needs to be extracted like we, that starts to get back into are we telling the bundler which board we're, we're downloading it for you know
4: no um, i mean really like the bundler has the ability to subset libraries and you can give it instructions about right which lie about what do you want from this particular library I, yeah i don't know yeah so that that's the only thing i mean that's sort of a something to put out there i think the idea of a core small library for small boards sounds great and that's i I think that solves a lot of problems by itself i mean i i we're having i'm having the same kind of issue like the hid library people want to add other we only have a a us keyboard layout right we would like to add some other ones but i can't add it to the original library because it would just blow up the CPX frozen library, for instance. No, yeah. I have the same issue. And uh, should it be, should those things be a separate library or should they, you know, they could be an examples directory but the examples aren't MPY. It's kind of like, I don't know. seems like
1: in your case it. separate modules for each keyboard layout makes sense. It could be separate. Like well, as in different. you have like the HID library and then you have like HID French layout. Right, and be a separate library was what I thought yes
4: right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I foresaw, or what I thought made sense. Right, and and so that, I
4: see this as the same kind of thing.
1: So, I mean, Rouses, so you have something,
10: something you wanted simple, to add? Yeah, I would. The, what you just started to speak about? Why not do do it like you would do a a, a, tr- a translation, so that you know. The keyboard needs to be translated, just like the error messages do. If you're going, to, oh, yeah. if you want to use a different con- keyboard layout under HID.
4: Well, I think that's the, people have more. It's not a translate. It's not. It's not at that level. It's at. It's at the library Python level. It's not a
2: mm-hmm.
4: translation.
10: All right. I, I didn't people. understand completely.
4: No, no. It, it has to do with there's a, there's a module. There's a, a file called keyboard layout us in the hid library, and we want a keyboard layout fr and whatever else. But to add those, no, to the, the library make it too big. Yeah, that's what
10: that's what I that's what I, uh, that, that's what I was uh, that's what I thought you meant is to be able to say, okay, I only need the uh, the British keyboard. So, right, so we me need the mechanism like me for saying yeah, keyboard, Don't yeah, give it all yeah. the other keyboard layouts. We do it that's, how it, that's how it works in Linux.
0: I don't know why you... Yeah, I... That's like, how we... That's, that's, um, go ahead. Like the general idea is to have one core library, right? And then a number of separate libraries that can depend on the original core. And so I think what Katney's talking right. about for the animations is like let's split the core out, and then that'll be a new repo, and then the existing repo will have all of the existing animations and be compatible, but it will now depend on the core for the core stuff. Think, right?
10: Yeah. Instead of instead of uh, instead of uh, and then that way, if you all you want to do is uh, use animation A.
4: Hi, uh, my. That's animation. A a, just I'm call, sorry.
0: You call it in, Dan. Okay. Your your machine's your machine decided that didn't like
4: it. It it, it started repeating Charles' words over and over again. <laughs> it was very odd.
1: <laughs> Ouch!
4: And uh, I, and it's not responding to the mouse. That was so not not my phone. There. So I I missed about the last thirty seconds. So I think, but it's not the same as translations. I'll just say for right now. So I think we can think about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think you're on the right no, track. I was
1: on only... OK. Yeah. Um, I will probably do Good that lock. in the next couple of days. And thank you very much. I appreciate um, it. Couple days, so thank you very um, much. I appreciate it. Um, that's about it.
0: OK. Awesome. And uh, Rose, do you want to? Should we talk about um, stubs?
8: Um, sure, as um, might as well. I actually just tried doing a make stubs, and ended. it ended with a, I think it was a warning, package init file, circa python stubs init.py not found or not a regular file. I haven't actually tried to see them if they work, but.
0: Because mm-hmm. I, I would love to see this completed. That's why I'm like excited you're excited about it.
8: Yeah, it's, it's sort of, yeah, a combination of, I don't know if Blinka would be needed at all, um, but it would be the stubs plus possibly um, a Blinka stubs to give some of the other th- other things needed for, like, f- basically fake devices, <laughs> so that development can be done in a IDE offline right. and not have all the syntax errors, and you could even run pylint ideally. Right.
0: Yeah, so f- for folks who, who were unable to watch the chat, we were having a discussion. Rose was pointing out that Blinka is really helpful for PyCharm and VS Code because it allows for the editors to make some completion stuff. Um, and we've had we've switched the internal documentation of uh, all of the C modules in CircuitPython over to Python stubs, but we, there's been a disconnect between that and getting the latest versions pushed to PyPI and then how to make the package package them correctly so that editors kind of just like know where to look. Um, So Foamy Guy's done some work on this too. So thanks to them and just posted a YouTube link about how to get those loaded into PyCharm, but having it work automatically would be amazing.
8: Yeah. And the usual way I load stubs is just to make them... um... Install them with uh, pipenv or similar.
0: Right, that would be ideal. Yeah,
8: because um, yeah, basically, if I can't install it with pipenv, I I deem things to be broken. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it, well, I I would agree with that assessment. I think we're so close. Like we did all of that work, and then Dylan did really good work also, um, getting all the type annotations in those stubs as well. So like, yeah. it's really under or like. We put a lot of work into it. We haven't really gotten all the value out yet, but it would be great too. Yeah,
8: it looks like it's just sort of the last mile needed here.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think you have the background for it. So (laughs) that would be amazing Um, if you could get it across the finish line.
8: Yeah, I think the last step is it just needs a proper um, setup.py.
0: Yep. And, And like the CI automation to automatically release it, but...
8: Yeah, but that should be pretty easy these days.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be amazing if you pick that up.
8: Okay. Another thing for the sprint. Let's make today a long day.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that.
7: <laughs> That's okay.
0: Cool. Well, thank you, Rose, and uh, thanks to everybody who joined us for this Circuit Python Weekly for May seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. Um, this has been, I guess I just said what it was. <laughs> this happens every week at, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Adafruit Discord server. If you, uh, would like to check that out, uh, please go to, uh, slash Discord to join the Adafruit Discord. Um, if you want to support Adafruit and CircuitPython and the, those of us who work on CircuitPython, uh, for Adafruit, consider purchasing from the Adafruit shop at adafruit.com. The video of this meeting will be released on YouTube at youtube.com Adafruit, and the podcast will be available on major podcast services. It will also be featured in the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter. Visit adafruitdaily.com to subscribe. Um, the next meeting, let me just pull up my calendar to double check. Um, it looks like it will be on next Monday. So it will be Monday the 24th. Uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you want to be notified about the meeting and any changes to the time or day, you can be asked to be added to the Circuit Python Nisa's role on Discord. That is the role that gets mentioned. And with that, um, we hope to see you all next week. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the Discords. Thank you all.
1: Thanks. Thanks, everyone.
0: And there are lots of thanks in the chat, too. Thank you. Awesome.